since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. That's how I get away with the things I say. I'm adorable. Someone's cleaning the lion cage at the circus or something right now with this podcast playing. I hope not for your sake. You leave my mother out. Okay, I will fight you over this. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And in this episode, we're going to show that stereotypes aren't just for humans as we look at the Wikipedia page for stereotypes of animals. All I need is some courage. Courage, I tell you. Then I'd do a stereotype. I'd show them all. Meow. I'm an asshole. Woof. Hey, let's be friends. Who? Uh, something wise now, I would say. <laughs> your dog voice and your cowardly lion were just the same voice. Well, they're kind of similar, aren't they? Well, you know, <laughs> the courage, courage, I tell you. And, you know, hey, pal, let's be friends. There's a little left of a lisp. You should have gone the Scooby-Doo one. Ro-ro? <laughs> Ro-ro to be your friend, Raggy. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Okay, let's do that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll fix it in editing. Sure I won't because I'm lazy. We <laughs> I think it's funnier for the podcast if everyone hears you fail. How many episodes have we done? I'm pretty sure we all know what's happening by now. <laughs> Look, they had the cowardly lion on there, but a lion's known to be cowardly. Okay, so let's start from the top. Stereotypes of animals. This is where humans take an animal and put a personality trait that a human have on the animal, such as, you know, weaseling like a weasel. Is that personification? Yeah, sure, why not? Well, it's animalification of a... Point is, we're doing stereotypes of animals. When you think of an animal and you put in... What are we doing? Keep going. I'm just looking up the definition of personification. Yeah, the attribute of a person's nature or human characteristics to something non-human or the representation of an abstract quality. Okay, well then bang on, it is exactly the personification. You pick the exact word we need. So this should have been called personification, but we're calling it stereotypes of animals because that's the page. Dr. Wikipedia. Well, most people know what a stereotype is. It's sometimes a Sony, sometimes Panasonic. It's when you have two speakers. But anyways, so cowardly lion is when it's the opposite because lions are generally brave. See, what they did in The Wizard of Oz, they did something really clever. And they went, well, lions are brave. So what if he wasn't brave? Wasn't he the one lion that wasn't brave? That's why he felt like an outcast. If all lions were cowards, then he'd just be like, yeah, that's just lion way. Yeah, if anything, if he was brave, he'd feel like an outcast if they were all cowardly. Mm. But then he probably wouldn't have such a problem with it because he'd be brave. When I think of lions, I think more of Lion King. Nah! 
<laughs> you know when we talked about sound effects that probably peak out the audio? <laughs> <laughs> and I told you that's your business, not mine. I do the sound effect. That's your problem. But I think more lions in real life would be like Scar. Probably less like Mufasa. Lions are assholes, man. And I say that knowing that no lion's ever going to hear that. Or if they did, they probably wouldn't understand. And they can't get to Australia. They're here. They're in a circus. So they're already in show business. You know, they're old and bitter. They don't care. Are you basically saying we have no listeners that alliance? That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe someone's cleaning the lion cage at the circus or something right now with this podcast playing. I and hope not for your sake. Oh, I don't really care. He's in a cage. <laughs> and he's more worried about his 1030 performance. Ugh, what's this? Ugh, everyone's a critic. Roar. They're going to be released soon, though. Yeah, they're done with the animals at the circus, aren't they? Yeah, they think that it's too cruel. What's so cruel about that? They give them pipes and cigars and bicycles. And they can jump through hoops. Who hasn't wanted a hula hoop when they're a tiger? Yeah, and on those cold nights, they set the hoop on fire. Exactly. Your fur's getting a bit long, send you back. <laughs> send you back. All good. Yeah, and they say, you know, when people don't have a job, they get depressed. It gives them a purpose. And I mean, if you had to choose between jumping through a hoop or fighting with every other lion that you've ever known over a scrap of food, who's probably bigger than you and less likely to get caught in a net and taken to a circus, what would you choose? I would probably prefer a zoo, though. That'd be cool. A zoo where they go out of their way to make it seem like this is what you like, right? Wasn't that a question in Seinfeld? If you were taken to an alien planet, would you rather the circus or the zoo? The zoo, obviously, they're going to hook you up with a chick, right? Yeah, that was George Costanza's. Hey, what do you know? Logic. <laughs> That's a good way to get laid. Because we think about pandas. I mean, how hard have humans tried to get a male panda laid? Yeah, they show them porn. Yeah, they show them porn. They bring in chick after chick. Like, well, what about her? Will she do you? Nah, she's a bit uppity. All right, find the sluttiest panda you can, dude. <laughs> I'm talking like this chick just wants it. They're in heat for a very short period of time. It's like yeah. five days of the year. So they're like, we need to find like the most rancid sluttiest panda her black eye makeup is just like really big like she's got so much mascara on it's even blue over the top she's got <laughs> eyeshadow she's got like red lipstick really short skirt especially for a panda like her little poof tail tail is like really poofy I don't know, maybe the panda's got a thing for polar bears or something <laughs> hey once you go black and white you never go back huh. <laughs> all right well let's have a go at this because have you read this or done any recent oh forget it <laughs> why are you asking <laughs> why am I asking that? that? Yes, haven't. I picked it. No, I didn't read it. <laughs> Deal with that. I only found out we were doing this a couple minutes ago, but how could I pass it up? You're All right, so, so much more prepared than I am. Under mammals, you got armadillos. What do armadillos do? What stereotype do you think of when you think of an armadillo? I reckon it curls up into the ball a lot. Like it just gets spooked easily. I reckon armadillos get spooked and just curl up easily. Okay. So if you were to personify them, they'd be a scared dude. But they could also be tough because an armadillo, that's like armor, isn't mm. it? And when they're in the ball, they are untouchable. I reckon in the ball, because I've been led to believe in cartoons, that they double as sports equipment. You can make it a soccer ball or a basketball. I was thinking it was going to be a bowling ball. Yeah, you can make it a bowling ball too. It's an armadillo. It's a ball. Any ball, it can take yeah. form off. It'd do well as a medicine ball because it's tough on the outside. And it can be a spare tire if you're in a bind. You can just wrap around the axle. All right, well, let's see how close we got on this. Since Roll themselves into a ball to defend themselves from harm. This image is popular in cartoons. Wait, so it doesn't That's say. it? It just says they roll themselves in a ball. That's not a stereotype. That's actually what they do. All right, well, okay. that's I've already sort of put up. Maybe that's a bloodthirsty or evil bat. Yeah, these are very vague. Bats aren't bloodthirsty necessarily. I mean, we live in Australia where people go, oh, bats, they're evil. No, they're fruit bats. They're vegetarians. That's like calling a hippie bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah, you better not cross that Batman. He'll form a picket line. We also have Batman. Yeah, that's when he's a man as well. So aren't they mysterious? Well, it says with Dracula. Yeah, there you Examples go. of evil bats. But that's when he turns into a bat. He's still evil. Fidget from Basil the Great Mouse. 
Masked Detective. I think that was a movie that came out in the 90s. It might be a Disney thing. I don't remember that at all. The next one, Carmen Rider Night. I reckon that was just trying to segue off of Knight Rider. Hey, Knight Rider's doing really well. What if you put that backwards? We could have a hit. <laughs> and it's Carmen. Like, it's a car and a man, like David yeah. Hasselhoff and Kip. And blind as a bat. There you go. Blind. People often stereotype in cartoons and stuff a bat being blind. But really, they use sonar so they can hear everything. Like walls. Other stereotypes is associating that bats will fly into one's hair. But that's not a stereotype. That's a God-given fear. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't think that? Whenever you see a bat, don't you check your hair? <sighs> They're in my hair! <sighs> How do you get a bat in your hair? I think you know. If you aren't sure if there's a bat in your hair, there's not no. a bat in your hair. If there's a bat in your hair, you, you know. know about it. There is no question left. <laughs> there's these claws. <clears throat> there's this leathery thing bashing your ears. But still, if you're unsure, you check. That's not the sort of thing like, oh, it's okay. Like when I put my hat on, I'll figure it out. No. <laughs> they had their association with being a mouse. They they're basically like, they're, flying mice. Yeah, they're flying mice. Ironically, they eat mice too, some of them. Yeah, they are much creepier than a bird. I'll give them that. Like generally speaking, mammals shouldn't fly. Do you reckon that penguins look at bats and they're like, man, that's like my thing. You took it from me. You're not even a bird. And the bat's looking at it like, dude, like what the hell, man? Why don't you fly? I can't think of any occasion though where a penguin would see a bat. At a zoo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the animals are like at the zoo. Like you bring a penguin in and it's going past the elephant cage and the rhino cage and it's like, the fuck are these things? What the hell is going on here, man? And they're all like, you know, welcome to the pen, little bitch. Like for them, that would be the first time they even find out some of these species exist. You know when you go to the zoo and you see an animal and you're like, what is that? I've never seen that before. Imagine you're an animal that has no concept <laughs> of other animals beyond what you grew up around. You're a little like fairy penguin where you're like, you know, two feet tall at best. And then you see like an elephant and a giraffe and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> and they're from a place where they don't even have trees. Nothing exists that big except pieces of ice. I think the biggest thing a penguin would know about is a killer whale. And to them, that's just a fin. That's a whole under the water scenario. Because what would a penguin know? It would know killer whales, seals, polar bears. Fish. And every. humans. That's every animal on the planet to a penguin. And that is literally because there's not that many species that live down there. That's all they know. There's just white, big things trying to kill you, and fish that you eat. And they don't even know what a tree is. No, they've never seen trees. Maybe they've seen some kind of grass, depending on the penguin. But generally speaking, yeah. And then there's these people who wear like, tracksuits and come up with cameras and film them really close. So humans are just like these things that like to look at you <laughs> through this one big fat eye on their shoulder. Oh, that thing. Yeah, harmless, man. <laughs> but then they get to the zoo. They see an elephant. And they're like, man, you're really beached. <laughs> don't worry about it, guys. He'll be dead in a cut. Whoa, he's got legs. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> a zoo would freak a penguin out. But meanwhile, if you're an elephant or a giraffe, something that big, and you go to the zoo, you're like, man, I'm boss around here. <laughs> I'm owning this. But for a lion, it'd probably suck because you'd be like there's all this food and I can't get to any of it it's like the salad bar but the sneeze guard is all around it <laughs> come on man I want some croutons aka penguins <laughs> penguins would make a nice snack for a lion there would be like the lion who got out and then ate a penguin and mm. then for the rest of his life would sit around the zoo telling other lions like man you ever tried penguin oh it's a delicacy nice fishy aftertone it's kind of like chicken <laughs> <laughs> it's like fish flavoured chicken which to a cat that'd be awesome <laughs> 
They have bears here, which we- is the first one. That's just Winnie the Pooh, isn't it? The dumb, dopey, lazy, but lovable bear. Isn't it interesting that humans have gone, bears are lovable? Like, They're not. They're vicious. No one has ever given them that impression. That's something humans decided to put on them because they're big and fluffy. Well, you got the teddy bear, which we've already done a whole episode about yeah, that. Well, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, which, I mean, he was lovable, but he killed a lot of things. Mm. People, especially. <laughs> and after him, like, yeah, they made the teddy bear. So I guess maybe bears can be lovable. I mean, remember Gentle Ben? You don't really, like, take, I don't know, hyena or something really ravenous. I suppose not all ravenous animals are kind of cute. They're like the cat effect. Cats we see as these cute, cuddly things, which they are. They're lovely. They'll come up to you. But they are death machines. I think maybe just as humans, we relate to the carnivores a little mm. better. Like, you can't respect a sheep. They're just stupid. They're not lovable. They're dumb. We need an animal that wants to kill other animals before we can find it cute and adorable. <laughs> I think this has come up on a previous episode where I said in the top five list of animals that I would have as a friend, bear is definitely on there somewhere. Oh yes, that is a really great friend to have. It is. If it's big enough, you could possibly ride it. Which I'd love to ride a bear. Oh yeah, because they can move quite fast. As long as you've got a bear, you've got a bed. That's a wonderful winter sleeping opportunity. They can climb trees. So even if you can't get up a tree to get something, they'll do it for you. Or they'd be so big, they'd just get halfway up and the tree would bend and then Mm. you can get whatever you're after. See, and I don't lock my house anymore once I've got a bear. Because who <laughs> breaks into the house with the bear? That's right. Warning. Anyone who breaks in may come across a sleeping bear. Well, as soon as you break into a house and you're like, this is easy, it's unlocked. And then you see a bear sleeping in the living room. You're just like, oh, I'm out. I'm totally out. The most valuable thing in the house would be the bear. <laughs> That's true. On top of that is that you can't really have a lot of delicates around a bear. Because what are you going to do? No bear. Bad bear. Sorry, dude. Okay, you just break all the china. I don't care. Hey, he hates porcelain. That's his business. Be cool if it was a polar bear. Actually, that'd be a great excuse for me to always have the aircon on because women don't like cold as much as men I'm finding out but if I had a trained polar bear that would follow me around and do my bidding I bet you I can get some money out of Bundy to do some ads oh yes free rum for life they don't have to use their CGI bear anymore I'm like I got a real polar bear here he'll drink rum he'll drink rum (laughs) free rum for me and the bear (laughs) but then you've got a rummed up polar bear I mean we've all got a great mate who once he gets drunk fights everything people cut you. You don't want a bear who's suddenly like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Nothing, man. I swear to God. I'm seeing the bear like trying to go someone and I'm just like pulling him aside going, come on, man. You've had a bit much to drink. Why, why don't we get you home? It's, come on, man. It's all good. <laughs> come on, dude. No, man. Call me a black bear. Is, is that racist? Is I don't know. Do you guys not? Fuck black bears. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That's. Oh, I didn't know you were bigoted. And you can talk now for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's. Maybe I'm drunk. What's going on here? He called me a koala. But I think if you're being followed by a bear, you're not scared of anything or anyone. That's pretty true. Like someone comes down the street with a Rottweiler and they're looking pretty shady. You're walking the other way with a bear. They cross the road. (laughs) You're pretty safe. I reckon even if you've got like a handgun and you see I've got a bear, at this point you're just like, nah, fuck it. This bear beats handgun. I'm pretty sure rock, paper, scissors, bear beats gun. Because that's a couple of shots. It's not one shot and we're done. The first shot just lets him know he's in a fight. (laughs) And that makes him really mad. He can be totally unaware. Bang! Uh-oh. Bang! 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 <laughs> There's a change of magazine involved in this fight. 
Did you know that beavers are hardworking? <laughs> All I know is that beavers are pussies, man. And when they're with me, yes, they are hardworking. Yeah, that doesn't come up on here at all. I can't imagine why. Well, beavers. that's not the animal, because when you say beaver, it's sort of like pussy as well. You don't think of cat. That's true. Well, that's because of the claws. You don't want to put those two together. That just wrecks it. But yeah, there are those people that if they hear the word beaver or pussy, they tend to giggle. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> but yeah, they make their dams. That's pretty cool. You know, I think of humans as the only people who construct stuff, but beavers actually, like, they change nature. There are places in America that if the beavers were removed, it would be flooded. Well, the best any other animal does is a nest. Yeah. They manage to build like an entire dam. I live on the water, bitch. I've got a veranda, a patio, underground lair. Yeah, being a beaver would be cool. I just thought being an otter would be the best thing. What's the difference? Otters don't build dams. They're more like lazy beavers. <laughs> They're just beavers who can't be asked. No, I'm cool on the fucking beach. All an otter does is they survive on little clams that they crack on their bellies with stones. Which is cool. And so they live near a lake that has heaps of clams and it feeds them for a very long time and then they come back and go to another place that they know of and get clams there. So life's pretty easy. All you do is play in the water and bust clams on your belly. That's pretty cool. That's a good life. And humans don't want to kill you because, well, you're kind of cute. You got little hands. Nothing really eats them. I don't think they have any natural predators. I know that beavers stink really bad. I'm pretty sure otters do as well. Yeah, yeah. I think most wild creatures do. Because they're mammals that live in the water and they're very furry, I think that makes them really stinky. So you probably don't want a piece of them. They'd probably have like algae and stuff on them. Then we've got camels, which rude, snobbish, grumpy. And their toes. (laughs) 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 Speaking of beavers. Don't camels spit on you too? There's a lot of animals that do that. What are the alpacas and llamas? Anything that looks like a camel will spit on you. That's a general rule I like to follow. Because they also said this, in the Emperor's New Groove, Emperor Cusco fits the stereotype when he changes into a llama. But that's not a camel. And that emperor, that was David Spade. I remember that movie came out, it goes for like an hour. And he had this whole like, yeah, that's the way films are going these days. You know, they used to be an hour and a half, but people's attention spans are shorter. So this is the way movies are going to be from now on. And now you look at almost every movie two and a half hours long. And it's only part one. (laughs) Part two comes out next year. (laughs) Superman or that, they go forever. And where's David Spade right now? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a little bit. I think he needs to get his groove back. I think last movie I remember seeing him in was Grown Ups 2, which, yikes. Does that even count as a movie? How bad the movie was, Rob Snyder passed on the movie because he didn't like the script. <laughs> Think how bad your movie has to be that Rob Snyder just goes, dude, I don't want to do this. It's a piece of crap. You did the animal. <laughs> go to his IMDb page and just go, you did, and just list everything. Have you done a good movie yet? I did Juice Bigelow, the first one. But he did the <laughs> sequel to it, which was horrible. <laughs> I like David Spade. He was good in Just Shoot Me. He was. And when he was on Saturday Night Live. And he's done some good roles. Emperor's New Groove was not one of them. But that was a kid's movie, so I'd give him that one. So it basically says that camels are llamas. That's what, the st- what I'm getting from this. Yeah, the stereotype of a camel is that it's a llama. Which, which I think they get offended by that. Yeah, um, camels and uh, llamas. Totally different continents. They don't like each other. South Americans and Africans. Famous for not getting along. <laughs> uh, see, that's personifying them. That's putting our racism on them. <laughs> well, not ours specifically. Like, the collective. The collective. Collective uh, our. I want to point that out. understanding that people from other places don't like people from other places which you'd assume the animals would be the same I don't trust that polar bear it's just too white so cats they're cool sly charming and clever wow a cat lover that 
that, didn't they? I guess everybody wants to be a cat. No. Cat, where does it say cats are assholes and are evil incarnate? I they, think that's just your opinion. <laughs> no, that's just what they are. There's nothing wrong with that. See, even says the beautiful, sexy feline or pussycat. What? Yeah, that's weird that cats are the most sexualized. Animal. I think it's because it's a, a feminine animal. So people go, it's like a chick, so therefore it's attractive. I have a cat, but it's a boy. The whole feminine mm. thing doesn't apply. Though I would say if I was going to do casting for something and say I had people who were playing dogs and cats. Women would be cats. And guys would be dogs. I have no idea why, but that just seems like the way you'd go. Once again, stereotype of animals. Dogs are like men and cats mm. are like women. Cats are moody. They're very affectionate and loving and sensitive. Dogs just want to be mates and hang mm. out and they're always happy to do whatever. They're up for anything. No matter how stupid it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was doing something with someone playing a cat, I would probably do my casting at a yoga studio. <laughs> yes. Okay, who can lick their crutch? Can you put your leg behind your head in a really weird and obscure and kind of can't stop looking at it because it's just <laughs> odd? There's even just a montage of how the cat's sitting there in all these different weird positions. It's like, yeah, that's what cats do. They do yoga. So why is it called hanging dog? And then after the cat's done like laying there, would just get up and just like knock a glass over and walk out. <laughs> exactly. And I'm done with this. I did see a personification of animals some guys did I don't even know what it was I can't give credit to them but they were very amateur so good on them for trying it was two two guys one playing a dog one playing a cat showing the difference between them the dog guy knocks a glass over and then looks back and goes oh I'm sorry bro oh you mad at me what's going on I don't want to hurt it. then it cuts to the cats looking him dead in the eyes and then knocks the glass over <laughs> and looks at him like what are you going to do about it <laughs> <laughs> right there cats nature's assholes <laughs> I will admit I've had that with my cat where he's sat on the table and he started pushing a glass off the edge but he gets it right to the edge (laughs) and then he turns and looks at me and just pushes it the rest of the way off are you looking at this just to let you know it's on purpose as soon as he does it i'll usually yell at him for it and he just fucks off and goes out of the room to hide somewhere usually don't see him for a little bit after that (laughs) this is amazing because the cats keep going like it starts off with their beautiful sexy now we're down to the evil crafty snarky grumpy, mischievous, unreliable, or villainous cat. Yeah, because a villain would usually have, like, a cat as a pet. When you see an evil guy stroking a cat, that's just as evil as it gets. Because you had the stepmother from Cinderella, she had a cat. And witches have a cat. Dr. Evil. Yeah, Dr. Evil. But that was pretty much just ripping off the Bond villain. Because Bond villains have cats, I suppose. No, there was that one Bond villain, Blofeld. He's the one who would stroke a cat and come in, hello, Mr. Bond. (laughs) He's what Mr. Bigglesworth looked like in the opening scene at the first movie, before he lost all his hair. Oh. It was like the exact same cat, but then for the gag, they traded it out for the hairless cat. Because, That's clever. So yeah, it was reference to a Bond movie. Oh, Eek the Cat. I remember Eek the Cat. At first, I didn't like that because it replaced Ren and Stimpy. Which is the next one they say. But Eek the Cat was always on with Thunder Lizards. I love Thunder Lizards. Thunder Lizards. Ding, 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 ding. Really the story about the first two humans, both male. Then Stimpy. Now, here's a good little role reversal because Stimpy was a happy, lucky, dumb cat. And Ren was a grumpy, mean, evil dog. Was he a dog? Yeah, he was a chihuahua. Huh. How many episodes have you watched without knowing that? Well, I've sort of gone through it. I thought he was a chihuahua at one stage and a dog. I thought he was a mosquito at another stage. They actually say that. Like, they did a show and they got fan mail. Dear Stimpy, I love you on that show. What's Ren exactly? Is it supposed to be a mosquito or something? You idiot, Stimpy! I think that was the first episode I watched, which kind of confused me in the whole thing. Stimpy was the popular one on the show. But then a gag is as Ren gets made president of the Stimpy fan 
Fan Club, so he represents Stimpy and signs things as Stimpy. So because that was the very first episode I watched, I actually got their names mixed up for a while. <laughs> Meanwhile, that's a great example of, if you watch it again, that's not meant for children, really. Oh, no, not at all. It's weird. This is what we were given as kids. Here's all these cartoons, but cartoons aren't for kids anymore. Oh, you're 10? Too late. Well, yeah, that's when the adult cartoons started, but nobody really knew they were adult cartoons. They, they just went, it's animated, must be for kids. Put it on Nickelodeon. They'll love it. They say Garfield as well. Oh, I love Garfield, but I was a very depressed child. Garfield um, was awesome. As a young kid, you learnt sarcasm very quickly. Irony, sarcasm, and just having a shitty opinion on everything. Yeah, fuck Mondays. What do you eat Mondays for? You don't even work, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and lasagna. You could eat lasagna. Which, yeah, cats love lasagna. That's a well-known fact. You know the guy who played Spider-Man? Not most recently, the one before that. His name was Andrew Garfield. It'd be funny to see a shot of him eating lasagna. <laughs> Probably ruin the Spider-Man film. They just had lasagna there one day on shoot on the refreshments table. Like, someone took a photo and like, well, that's it. He can't be Spider-Man anymore. You ruined it. <laughs> My whole life I was told, stay away from lasagna. I never understood that until this moment. People were like bugging him and he's like, God, I hate Mondays. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Garfield was awesome. I loved him as a kid. Because yeah. my name's very similar. My uncle had a lot of those books that had a heap of comics that yeah. were like the newspaper comics. So he had all the Dilberts, all the Garfield, Hagar the Horrible, yep. Kelvin and Hobbes. So I read like heaps of those and yeah, I loved Garfield. Remember I read heaps of Far Side. That's a weird one to read heaps of because it's one panel. I love Far Side because one in four you get, one in eight are funny. <laughs> That's and, about the right. And every single time... You go, ooh, a far side. Gary Larson. Who, what do we got here? Uh, uh what? I, I, I see what that means. Okay. Hey, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> First glimpse you have, you're like, oh, it's a vulture wearing a hat. This one's probably not going to be that good. <laughs> it's true. Oh, look, they're wearing people clothes. <laughs> yeah, what if zebras were in a bed? But yeah, Garfield was good for the stereotypes because when I think of cats, I think of Garfield. He covered it perfectly. Lazy, doesn't really want to get up too much, kind of hates everyone, picks on a dog. And Odie is your typical dog. He's just stupid and happy. Just wants to hang out, man. He doesn't think of anything. Exactly. He's just happy to be there. <laughs> What's wrong with that? They say he's the lucky cat as well. I say because cats have uh, nine lives. But isn't it bad luck if a black cat walks in front of you? And also if you put a cat on a ship, it's bad luck. So cats aren't lucky. Well, but in gambling, they're usually... No, the cat's lucky. The people are unlucky. Yeah, who does the luck go to? You or the casino? The cat somehow. Cats who fear water? Cats don't like getting wet, do they? No, they don't at all. They seem to be self-cleaning though, because I've never actually bathed my cat. Yeah, that's what the tongue's for. That's why they got that sandpaper stuff going on. I wouldn't even dare to even try and bathe my cat. My arms would be bleeding. <laughs> There'd be more blood than water. At that point, he would go me completely. <laughs> just... Most of the time, he'll give up the fight because he knows he can't beat me. But at that point, it's life or death for him. He will tear me apart. <laughs> he will go through my torso to get out of that bathtub. <laughs> oh, Scratchy from Itchy and Scratchy. With a lot of cartoons, is it doesn't work out for the cat that often. Because you've also got Tom and Jerry. Which... And Pixie and Dixie. Cats do not fare well because they're the instigator. So they're the perfect target for being taken down because you already want them to fail. Because if they won, then the other characters would be dead. Is Itchy and Scratchy a parody of... Tom and Jerry? It would seem that way, wouldn't it? Like it's an, the most spot on. An exaggeration of it? Because it's, yeah. It's about a mouse that's doing things that should be killing this cat, but it doesn't seem to. And we play it as comedy. And it's a bit over the top because the cat doesn't even want the mouse in Itchy and Scratchy. If anything, he wants to be friends and hang out. And it's just about a mouse just wanting to kill this guy repetitively. Whereas Tom and Jerry, usually Jerry's after Tom. Wait, Tom's the cat, isn't it? Yeah, Tom's the cat. Yeah, because Tom cat. He's a boy. The original name for Tom was Jasper. You can see some old cartoons where 
where the lady who owns the cat calls out for Jasper. Really? Oh, that's cool. Ali had a cat called Jasper. Completely unrelated, I assure you. But I'll tell her that and she'll be amazed. Or feign interest for my sake. <laughs> Cats who love milk. Cats do like milk, right? My cat prefers regular food to milk. If I put like a bowl of milk out and a bowl of regular food, he'll just go for the regular food. Dogs like milk, but dogs like anything. Yeah, if you put gravy on nuts and bolts, I'm pretty sure a dog would eat it. Hell yeah. And be like, thanks, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, you gotta stop dogs from eating things. There's never how do you get a dog to eat. It's how do you get a dog to stop eating. Mm. You gotta be selective of what you give a dog. Whereas a cat does the selectiveness for you. Because I got a friend's dog who ate the couch. Like, ate it. Well, tore it apart and started swallowing bits of it. Because you take a bite and you sort of go, well, that's not edible. Or I don't enjoy that. But it kept going. Yeah, I could totally get down with this foam stuff. This is all right. I'm living this. Well, that's the thing I realized is when it came down to getting a cat, I've usually been more of a dog person. Yeah. So I was sort of leaning to like, eh, why can't we get a dog that's a real pet? A cat? What's the point? But now that I've seen a lot of my friends who have started getting dogs, it seems like a nightmare. I don't think I could deal with like house training a dog. Most people shouldn't have dogs in little houses and that. That's the difference essentially is that cats, they're just dudes who live in your house that you see occasionally. They might fuck with you. They may hate you, but you don't have to look after them at all. They do all that. Dogs need constant attention. They're a pack animal. Every morning you get up and the dog's like, hey dude, what are we doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm going to work. Cool. Let's go to work, bro. No, no, no. You stay here. All right. What? We're staying here? No, no, no. I'm going to work. Yeah, we're going to work. <laughs> then you leave and they're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> He's never coming back. <laughs> wait, he just must be on the other side of this door. I'll just wait here. Eight hours later. Hey, dude, where the fuck you been, man? You've been on the other side of the door. Come on, what are we doing now? <laughs> That's a dog the whole time. Don't get a dog unless you have time for it. Some people use the method, though, of getting two dogs, thinking they'll entertain each other. No, that just fucks up your house twice as bad. <laughs> That's just double the boredom. Because then you wake up in the morning and there's two dogs going, Hey, dude, what are we all doing today? You guys are staying here. What, you're staying here? No, West. <laughs> Well, that was my friend's idea where he had a dog and she was trashing up the whole place. And go, well, it's just because she's bored. So if we get another dog. <laughs> so we've got this animal that destroys things. So we think the solution is to double the amount of that animal that destroys things. Ah! And I continuously advised him against this. <laughs> he has not got a second dog at this point, thank God. Because I don't think he would have a house left. <laughs> it's not even the framework anymore. But he has recently trained the dog. So it is a bit better yeah. so much so that they've taken the chance to get a couch because <laughs> they haven't owned one for a long time they don't have a couch well they do now they've only recently had it in the last couple of weeks so wait this dog destroyed their couch and they just had no way of fixing that all right i guess we don't have a couch now because we have a couch the dog kill it they got an old mattress and chucked it on the floor and that was their couch who well, they owns did who <laughs> they didn't want to buy another couch because they knew the dog would just tear it apart within a couple of days Fair so enough. it was just like they figured the only option they had was to live without a couch they were held hostage by their dog. It was tearing apart the mattress. Wow. It's kind of why they had to get a couch because the mattress was torn apart a bit. <laughs> it's just fodder. <laughs> All right, cattle. Okay. You got the aggressive bull who attacks everyone when it sees the color red. Which aren't bulls colorblind? I don't know about that. I think they can see two planes of color, maybe. It doesn't have to be red, but colorful things they don't like. Oh, that gets their attention. But they charge anything. Is it the color or the movement? Like the Both. waving something? If it's bright and it moves, they, they go for it. That's why. I don't know. How many bright things does it have to charge in nature? Well, that's the point. It stands out to them. They're like, well, that's not green or brown. Kill 
good. Do cattle exist in nature or is it just on farms? Well, it depends on your definition because, you know, there's like water buffalo. Are they cattle though? Well, they're not cattle, sort of. Well, they were. Because it's cattle specifically. Because like a dairy cow, there are no wild dairy cows. No. Yeah, you don't go out to the plains of Africa and see the Jerseys migrating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Leaving a trail of milk behind them, just desperately seeking someone to squeeze their teats. So pretty much really painful. So pretty much like the cow that we know. We invented that as humans, right? Yes, we domesticated those buffaloes and stuff. Because it's pretty much cows, chickens, and pigs. Sheep as well. Didn't we pretty much invent those animals? They sort of have things that are similar. Yeah, they got badass animals. And we went, let's just tone that back. And Mm. then we have food. Although wild pigs, are they drastically different than farming pigs? Yeah, you know, boars. Yeah, they're like hairy. They have tusks. They'll kill you. One of the smartest animals in the world is a wild pig. One of the hardest things to catch. They're very hard to fight. They're psychotic, clever. And then you look at the domesticated pig. It's one of the dumbest animals. Mm. It's completely bald. It doesn't have tusks. It's just, why even bother? We've literally made it just as close to the food. Mm. We've cut out a lot of the middleman. It's also the only animal you can really eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know, right? Magical animal. Love Uh, it. Yeah, any religion that says that you can't eat pork is stupid. (laughs) That's the official stance of Wiki Review. Damn right. Well, I'm saying, you know, you won't go to heaven if you don't eat bacon. Dude, when I eat bacon, I'm in heaven. That includes vegetarians as well. That's stupid. Oh, yeah, that's stupid religion. My rebuttal to vegetarianism is bacon. Boom. Drop mic. That's it. I don't eat anything else. Everything else is gravy. And gravy, that's a thing you have on meat. Meat. It's made by meat too, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how you make gravy, but I know it's delicious on meat. You only have gravy with meat. So what do you have about cattle? It's all about bulls. Like you're the vicious bull, powerful, mighty bull, and the holy cow. (laughs) Holy cow. What's a Hindu thing? They like cows for some reason. And they have cows running on the streets and stuff there, don't they? That's got to feel like a stupid religion in hindsight, right? Because it's already really busy with people. There's just people everywhere. Then everyone has to wait for this cow. Why don't we eat beef again? This seems really inconvenient. I'd pick a smaller animal next time. Like a beaver? Maybe a cat? I don't know. Cats would be a good idea because they would just stay out of your way. A beaver might start gnawing at stuff and it'd be like, you can't stop that. That's a god. No, seriously, it needs to stop gnawing at the foundation of my house or it's going to fall over. You must respect the god's wishes. Whereas cats were gods in Egyptian times, so they've already had a run. Didn't work out too well for the Egyptians, I'm reckoning. How many pharaohs do you see around these days? Yeah, not many. Pretty sure the cats, it went to their head. (laughs) So you have the dumb bull cow or calf. So they consider cows dumb, but we made them that way. I'd prefer them to stay dumb, thank you very much. Do they have any mention about cows having guns? (laughs) That was a song that only existed when we were late teens, I guess? Mid-teens? No, that song's quite old. But I think it only got famous in Australia. Nowhere else. It was made in America, but no one else really knows or cares about it. It was Dr. Demento, wasn't it? It was some dude who lived in like a tree. I'm not playing. I'm just saying Ah, it. It was really similar. I love it. Oh no, artist Dana Loin. And yeah, it was in 96, Cows with Guns. Yeah, so that's yeah when we were like teenagers. Early teens, actually. I don't think I was there yet. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm older than I keep forgetting that. That (laughs) was a song. It came out on Triple J. And so Mm. everyone who was young knew about it. And it was everywhere. Whereas everywhere else in the world outside of Australia, no one really knew about it. It wasn't even an Australian song. Someone just found that and went, hey, isn't this funny? Yeah, every couple of years I think of that song and I play it and I enjoy it. I grew up on a chicken farm. So to me, the ultimate crescendo is at the end. Surrounding the shoppers was the deafening roar of chickens in choppers. Spoilers. (laughs) If you haven't heard it by now, that's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's been out since 96. Yeah, that's not my fault if you haven't heard it by now. Definitely plugging cows with guns. If you haven't heard it, you're crazy. You should listen to it. Absolutely. It's awesome. It was a total thing for a while. (laughs) We are so much better at plugging other people's stuff than we are at plugging our own. Yeah, well, you got to be able to believe in the product. (laughs) Ha ha ha!
What about cheaters? Cheaters. Super fast. What I think is, and I hope they bring it up, no one ever mentions that the idea, well, it's a cheater. Why isn't it cheating? Does that come up in the stereotype? No, they're just fast. Because it's spelt different. So when you say it, yeah, you'd assume that the one who's cheating is the cheater. Like if you said, we've got this new football team, we're the cheaters. So what, you're just going to break the rules? No, 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 like the cat, because we're fast. I still don't trust you. That never comes up. I suppose they don't need to cheat because they are so fast. It's like, well, why does the cheater need to cheat? It's a sprinter. It's the fastest. It already won. And they got examples of cheaters. They've got on the soccer team in bed knobs and broomsticks. Do you ever see that movie? No, but you've discussed this before and you told me that you're very much a fan. Yeah, yeah. Angela Lansbury is a witch who's fighting Nazis. <laughs> Rock on. And so there's a cheater on a soccer team. Yeah, at some point they play a soccer game against a bunch of cartoon creatures and one of them is a cheater. So this predates Space Jam and uh, Roger Rabbit? Yes. It's an old movie. Because when you hear bed knobs and broomsticks, you think that's when you go around doorknob sacking people and bashing them with sticks. That just sounds like it's back alley bashing yeah, 1971 so it's a bit of an old movie I see so it was very uh, Mary Poppins kinda yeah it's set during World War 1 oh wow well then it's not <clears throat> Nazis oh World War 2 then sorry yeah there we go that's better so it's set during World War 2 and you got these three kids here they're sort of orphaned or something and get sent off to live with Angela Lansbury and she's sort of reluctantly taking them but <laughs> she's also a practicing witch which and she's gonna sense. use her witchcraft to defeat the Nazis and this saved a lot of people's lives. And she's been getting mailed textbooks and stuff like that and this dude here is the guy who's been mailing the textbooks. Who David turns Tomlinson. Out, it turns out he's like a bit of a crook of this slick fast talker guy. Which you don't want to be, you know, sliding witches. You gotta be careful of that. So, he can't believe that the spells that he's sending her actually worked. Really? So he's sending her spells and then she's like using them and they work. Yeah, well he found them just in some old book and he's like, I can probably sell these for a couple of bucks a pop. And she was one of the people he duped. So he's not really duping her, although he thinks he is. Yes. That's kind of a nice ending. And then they end up falling in love. Aww. And... And then that's how they got to that show Bewitched. And then he went into advertising and every Actually, episode no, she'd help him. It ends with him saying he wants to take like a father figure and live with her and the kids. But then he goes and joins the army. Because <laughs> everyone's got to do their part. Okay, so I'm going to adopt these kids, marry you, settle down, right after I go to the Great War where everyone dies. He's probably not coming back. But, you know, I'd be more inclined to make promises like that if I was coming to a big... Baby, you wait around for me. We're going to be together forever. I'm probably going to die in a month. I can make these bets because I can always weasel out of it later. See, I don't know why it didn't end with her being sent. Isn't she the witch who's all powerful who's just taken down a heap of Nazis? Why is there even still a war if she's a witch? I mean, get to work, woman. Fix it. You don't even have to go anywhere. Where you are, fix it. Go. Well, her big spell is she gets suits of armor and she can make them come to life and fight. That's pretty cool. So it's just like these suits of armor like going and fighting Nazis. The Nazis will punch their heads off, but the suits of armor will still be attacked. Them. So you can't kill them. You can't kill them. Yeah, that makes sense. She's animating the metal to move around. It's not actually going to die. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. That magic apt. Doesn't work. I've tried it. Anytime I'm in a museum, I say the words Traguna, Macoides, Tricorum, Satris D, which is the spell from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> it doesn't work. In fact, then I try to move it physically and that's when the security guard comes up and stops me and kicks me out. So technically it does work because someone gets beaten up. I guess I'm doing it in reverse. <laughs> so what do we got? Deer. The majestic. majestic. Yeah, deers are quite majestic. And they're, uh, Nervous, I'd imagine, but what else have we got here? The clever mouse deer. You got reindeer. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, which isn't 
that a story that just has a horrible message? Everyone pick on the guy for being a little bit different, and then when it turns out he's useful, then we like him. Yeah. You're only liked if you have a purpose in life. It's perfect summation <laughs> of humanity. It's not so much a story of, like, this is how you should be. It's more a story of, all right, kids, this is what you're going to go through in life. <laughs> this is just how we are. It's not going to mm-hmm. ever get fixed. He looks slightly different, so everyone pick on him. But the second he's useful to you, it's okay to turn around and go, you're my mate now, and your reward for being useful to me is I accept you because we're a mob. Because, I mean, what, Blitzen and Dancer and Prancer, what, they're just flying reindeer. There's, like, eight of them. But Rudolph, he's got, like, a special power. He's better than all of them. Yeah, Rudolph has to be... How come I'm the one getting picked on? This guy's called Dancer. <laughs> come on! That's gonna be easy. Isn't there one called, like, Blitzen or Vitzen or Vixen or... Yeah, because that's what you call reindeer meat. Yeah. Venison or something. Am I looking up reindeer names now? I think we got, yeah, what's Santa's reindeer names? Well, there's Bruce and Harry and Jono. There you go. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen. Comet, Cupid, Dunder. Dunder? Apparently spelled Donda or Donna. Yeah, Donna. Donna, yeah. And Blitzen. Is it because it was Blixen? Variously spelt as Blixen or Blitzen. Because yeah. I've heard Donna and Blitzen. Because you hear Donna and you go, yeah, I know a few Donnas. Usually married to like a guy called Mark. And Rudolph being in a 20th century inclusion. So it's like he had all these reindeer for ages. And then in the 20th century, someone went, let's put in a new character, you know? One like, that gets picked on all the time. It's yeah. always useful. We need a little bit more controversy. All these reindeer get along too much. We need, what was that alien in the Flintstones? Yeah, that- Osmodio. Yeah, Cosmodio. We need a douchebag like that in the reindeer. But yeah, so my point stands. Rudolph was better at the job than all the other reindeer. And his reward for being the best reindeer and the most useful and allowing Santa to deliver the presents on that night when he couldn't have done it. Too much fog. His reward was to be accepted by all the other less talented reindeer. My point is, kind of Australian. Kind you of t- Yeah, tall poppy syndrome all over. <laughs> Just a bunch of douchebags. Yeah, we all fly. We're all the same. What, this guy can do something on top of us? Yeah, we don't like him. Hey, red nose. We rang a face. <laughs> and that's what kids need to know. If you're slightly different or better, people are going to hate you. But when you succeed and help them succeed, then they're going to be cool and act like everything horrible they just said about you wasn't said. Just roll with it, man. That's just life. It's like how I treat Mickey Flykick. Exactly. I just ridicule him until he's useful to me. I mean, that's yet to happen. But, but when it does. In theory. <laughs> well, all you're doing is pushing him to be more useful, right? Because yeah. people are like more like, oh, look, he's, you know, he's picking on me. I better be really good to him rather than... Than, you know, shit in his cereal every morning. Which, mm. how's your cornflakes been tasting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been getting those checked. <laughs> Comes with a special free log. <laughs> Didn't he say he was getting us back on the podcast at one point? He's going to do a together episode. Yeah? Yeah. Probably. Dogs. Loyal and heroic. No, I don't know about heroic. Dogs are the kind of animals that they do do heroic stuff, if specifically trained. But they don't know what they're doing is heroic. A dog's the kind of animal that will sit next to you while you're in pain and look at you like, you want to throw the ball? What are we doing, boss? Well, that's the dim-witted dog too. Dogs are dopey. They're very intelligent, but they're also kind of stupid. It's this simultaneous. That's why I liken them to men so much. Men are very intelligent, capable of amazing feats, brain surgery, science, Einstein stuff, but will also do the dumbest shit that not even imaginable. They have here in the picture the reference to the St. Bernard with a brandy around his neck. Rock on. Which I hate that that's an urban legend. What? That's not real? That's not real. I've always wanted to be dying in the snow just so a dog with some brandy would 
come up to me. Because that's I don't the best Randy. thing ever. Like, because the dog knows to find you. And I know that they say that alcohol constricts the blood flow and is not good for blah, blah, blah. Shut up. I want to get drunk. I almost died. I want to get drunk with a dog. I'm going to die anyways because it's just a dog here. It's not like I'm actually going to get rescued. Can I at least be a little wasted when it happens? See, I think a dog would be fun to be drunk around. Because <laughs> then when you get like super affectionate, they would love it. Yeah, they'd be like, this is cool. You just got way cooler, man. Whereas a cat would be like, you have turned into an absolute prick. <laughs> oh, how far are we through this episode? And we're up to like D. We're what? not even through the Ds. And are we still doing dog? Well, there's, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's vicious dog, the cute puppy. The depressed and low-key basset hound like Droopy. Yeah. I'm happy. The crime solving and fighting bloodhound or German shepherd dog. Inspector Rip- Rex. <laughs> it doesn't say that on there, but Inspector Rex. Yeah, there's Inspector Rex. Oh, it does. Cool. Yeah. McGruff, the crime dog. The guarding bulldog. Grin Tin Tin. Very first one, of course. <laughs> you got the posh and snobby poodle. Does it have? Oh, what's his name? It's the pretty- the l- littlest hobo. What was the littlest hobo? You don't know the little... Oh, the, it was no, like- what breed of dog was the Oh, it was a German shepherd. It doesn't have the littlest hobo. Well, that sucks, because that was like Canada's Grin Tin Tin. On the road. He'd turn up in places, help people out because he's a dog, and then he'd piss off and do something else next week. Uh, Scrappy-Doo comes up a heap in this. More so than Scooby-Doo. That's got a piss. Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo. There's another example of a character like Rudolph just added on later. Like, we need to mix this up. We need, like, a guy that's just annoying and obnoxious. We need more conflict. Put him up. I'll rough him and tough him and snuff him. And because he's little, it's okay. If he was a big dude, he'd be like, you've got an anger issue, bro. It was funny because he was cute and small. It's like Kevin Hart. If a big, humongous, muscular guy said the things that Kevin Hart said, that would be an abomination and totally unacceptable. But because he's little and cute, it's like, oh, look, he wants to be like, you know, a horrendous human being. Aww. Well, that's how I get away with the things I say. I'm adorable. (laughs) (laughs) See, I reckon that's definitely going to be one of the pull quotes. (laughs) Knew it when I said it. (laughs) Already file click store. Yeah. (laughs) So we are down to like... D in the mammals and we have gone a considerable distance through this podcast alright so here's what I propose I want to get through all of these and you're not done until we got through all of these so we're doing a speed round alright speed round we should have just enough time on the podcast to speed round all of these okay we got donkeys they're stubborn lazy stupid slow ass I will try to get a sound effect into all of them that's part of my speed donkey I always think of with the basketball game you gotta spell donkey it's sometimes horse same amount of letters it's five letters which have you ever seen a donkey Donkey or a horse shoot hoops. Yeah, that's why you get a letter if you miss. Because you're a donkey. Because a donkey can't shoot. Oh, I guess that makes sense then. Elephants. They're wise. They never forget. I forgot that they never forget. <laughs> no one's ever tested that, right? Well, I think it's because they go around to different watering holes. And they have their tour. And even if they haven't been to a watering hole in 20 years, they still know it's there and know that there's water there. I'm sure there's like a secret to that. It's not like they remember. You know how you can always find a pub? Yeah, they always follow a track. If you've ever had a track in your backyard where you walk across the grass to the same point you'll see it starts to wear thin yeah they're just following the elephant track imagine you're a herd of elephants you make a bit of a track <laughs> yeah they just follow that track around that's why an elephant who's never been somewhere can remember how to get there because he's just following a footpath <laughs> i can get anywhere that i've never been so long as i follow roads it's really simple they lead <laughs> straight to it okay. and i also have the cute baby elephant and dumbo gotta mention mm. dumbo they're scared of mice for some reason oh yeah i forgot about that i remember a donkey kong video game where you could have an elephant as one as your animals. I think it was the third one. And that was the problem. If you had an enemy that was a rat there, if it got anywhere near you, your elephant would just get scared and run the other way as fast as it could. Oh, crazy. So you couldn't kill the rats and the elephant. Which I've got to call bullshit on that. I really doubt that an elephant would notice. I think it's just that irony of the world's biggest creature 
being scared. scared of the world's smallest creature. I think so. I mean, I know they're not technically the world's biggest creature, probably the world's biggest land creature. Not the tallest, that's a giraffe, but they are the biggest on land, heaviest thing. Mice aren't the smallest either, but they're the smallest and the largest of what we're okay knowing about. On drunks will see pink elephants. Yeah, I remember seeing this old school Warner Brothers cartoon where there was an elephant living in Africa that wanted to get over to America, but he couldn't get on the boat because they kept throwing him off because he's an elephant. So he painted himself pink because nobody would admit that they had seen a pink elephant. Good so call. everyone pretended not to see him the whole time. <laughs> so you guys are stupid. They're going to see you in a second. That's why I'm yeah. dressed pink. No one's going to be looking for a pink elephant. Because if you were in an area and you can see a pink elephant clearly and nobody's reacting, do you announce that you can see a pink elephant in the middle of everyone? Or do you, you want to just... be that guy? Yeah, mob rule. Stick to the crowd. That's their problem. I think he ends up getting ratted out by a kid because a kid will say he sees a pink elephant because it's unashamed. And then once the kid said it, someone was like, yeah, I see it too. Like, yeah, me too. Me too. Wait, there actually is a pink elephant here. <laughs> and they like peanuts. We'll do this next animal cleverly like a fox. Sly. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> yes, and they do like peanuts. That's right. Which, the foxes, yeah. Yes. Foxes, very clever animals. We had problems with them. They do eat chickens. They're very horrible when they get in. They're very clever. They can get over and around electric fences. With some of the stereotypes they bring up, aren't some of them just fact? They say the animal's clever. It's like, yeah, but it is a clever animal. If it was human, it'd be like really cunning. And that's fair enough. That's not something we've put on them. That's something that they totally are. My mum always wanted a fox fur coat. But you know how like the fur traders these days, you can't kill animals. Fur is murder, that crap. So every time we saw a dead fox on the side of the road, she'd stop and pick it up. Ew. Yeah, we collected roadkill. There was uh. a time where we pulled over and because of the kind of roadkill, the way it had died, we couldn't have it in the car. So I had to sit in the boot with the boot open while holding a dead animal while we drove home so my mum could make herself a fur coat. I'm surprised you didn't grow up to be Cletus. <laughs> oh, it was razor edge with that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure putting together all the stories of my childhood, you kind of see that. Some folks will never lose a toe and then again, some focal. <laughs> <laughs> if she had used the meat to make soup, that would have been over the line. Yeah, no, we didn't eat them. But to be fair, it's really nice fur. If you lived on a chicken farm, then I assume you had foxes. Why didn't she just shoot a fox herself? I mean, if you kill it oh, while trying to save chickens. Well, first off, my dad did. And we've got a taxidermied fox head from one my dad shot. And she did collect those. But fox is really hard to shoot. They're smart. They are really cunning. They know you're going to shoot them. You can't trick them by putting out meat for them to eat. They know that's a trap. You put out a live chicken as bait. They know it's a trap. They just know. They're smarter than you. Yeah, but I think most animals on this list are. <laughs> it's a small hump, isn't it? All right. All right on next, the next one. Uh, giraffes. My, my arch enemy. Yes, you could fight a giraffe. I could. You totally could. And it would kick you in the head. We've been over this. Yeah, I'd take it, man. I could do that. I could beat a giraffe. I've summed them up. I've sized it up. I could do it. I love that this is a reference to something that no one's ever seen and possibly <laughs> never will. This is something, yeah, that's true. But it's also just, if anyone knows me, they know that I want to fight a giraffe. <laughs> I've sized it up. Okay, so they start off with the gentle giraffe. This is part of my plan. <laughs> that's why you reckon you can beat it. Because well, you just see them as gentle. You're like, this animal's basically a pussy. Exactly. He's not going to try and fight. I'd be there pushing the giraffe around like, fight back, you whoop. It's basically a long horse. Uppercuts are out of the question. I get that. <laughs> it's just like someone was really pissed off at a horse one time and the result was a giraffe. He just like stretched it out and went, there, take that. And I went, cool, now I can eat the top leaves of trees. So yeah, so that's giraffes. <clears throat> Goats. 
carrots. They eat everything. They'll eat your clothes. They eat tin cans. That's crazy. We've talked about sheep and cows and that. Domesticated, kind of stupid. A wild goat and a domesticated goat are essentially the same thing. You can't pen them in anywhere. They'll just climb over. They just live wherever they want. Hey, you wanted to film something where you fought a goat. Which, that's really hard to put together. I remember you telling me that and then me explaining to you why we can't have a goat. <laughs> you need a goat guy and I don't want him to eat my microphones. Exactly. <laughs> Which I found the omnivorous goat will eat anything. We had a goat guy, but yeah, we literally can't afford any more microphones because there is nothing that we could provide that they wouldn't eat. Plus an untrained goat getting it to do what you want to do. I think the scene is whatever the goat mm. does. If you know about farmers out in rural Queensland, they mm. all have their animals, but they also every year make money off goats. And you'll go like, well, what, you have a pack of goats? Nah, they're just feral. They're everywhere in Queensland. They're wild. They live everywhere and everything. And you can't stop them. A hippopotamus. A female hippopotamus who acts like an obese human lady. Which that's the ballerinas in Fantasia. That's so hippopotamuses that are just fat chicks. Dumb fat chicks too, because well, the dumb hippo. Well, more to the point, dumb fat chicks are hippos. Especially if they're in any kind of water. See, I would say a stereotype of hippos is that they're harmless. But that's the exact opposite of the oh, truth. Oh yeah, they're like the most dangerous creature ever. If yeah. a hippo takes you, it's one. You can't beat it. More people die in Africa from hippos than any other animal. And they can open their mouth to 180 degrees. And it's a big mouth. Hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> they were hungry. I did like having the hungriest. Second to learn, lifetime to master. And then, yeah, dumb and fat. That's what they are. But you don't have to do anything. All they do is laze around in water. They're good on them. Horses. Horses. They're noble, majestic. Yeah, you always see horses and you go, why do they have to have people on them? Humans really stuffed with the horse, I think. Works better for the person than it does for the horse. Oh, yeah. Humans saw them and went, wow, they're so majestic and muscular and capable. we got to enslave them in some way because that could be really useful to humanity. And it was. Like, throughout history, people who figured out how to fight on a horse just own in places now. They just rock up and everyone went, well, he's on a horse. I guess he owns it now. They're my favorite fictional horse and they have him on here, Mr. Ed. I love that show. Even though it's old school and I haven't watched it recently. It yeah. probably doesn't hold up. Yeah, it may not be as good the second time around, but peanut butter on the lips and you can have like how many seasons they made out of that. Oh uh, yeah, you couldn't make that show these days. Like legally, you could not <laughs> make that show these days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you'd have to resort to CGI or something. It'd be a cartoon or something or just have a human mouth or something horrific. Oh uh, yeah, they could run that as a cartoon forever then. Animated horses are easy. But then that's nothing special. What was great about that was they had a horse they could train to eat peanut butter on cue. Quick draw, McGraw! They also refer to the stallion's penis. What? Because horses have massive cocks. Yeah. That's why I'm called the horse. Where are you called that? (laughs) I've never... (laughs) Because of my stallion's penis. I've heard you've been referred to as an ass. I mean, is that like a donkey penis or... (laughs) You know, people say donkey dick as in it's a big one. And also if you're a stud... You are a stallion. But even the word stud comes from a stud farm. That's where the male horses impregnate a lot of female horses. Mares, I believe they're called. Is it weird that a stud and a brony are completely opposite? (laughs) Yes. My Little Pony. Which the bronies are interesting. I've thought about doing the Wikipedia page for bronies. But really it's just laughing at sad, pathetic people who like horse cartoons. There's something going on there. Because if you don't know me, I do sword fighting and stuff with armor and shields and axes and that. It's not reenactment. It's just fighting with weapons. There's some dudes in Germany that we hang out with and we chat with about. Because they also bash each other up in armor. One of them is a brony. He puts like My Little Pony stuff on his armor. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) Okay, because you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to get an armor. I'm going to be all tough. I'm going to 
going to be like hardcore demons and dragons. No, you're going to get your ass kicked by a guy who possibly has Hello Kitty on it. Well, that's the thing. I would be scared of a guy who had My Little Pony stuff on his armor because I'm like, how hard is this guy? I know he's going to try twice as hard just because he's got that on there. Back in the days of the football hooligans where they'd fight each other, and that was when everyone wore tracksuits, the guy to look out for and stay away from was the guy in the pink tracksuit. There is no telling how dangerous that man is. How is he alive, surrounded by the people he's surrounded by in a pink tracksuit? <laughs> that man is dangerous. Dressing like an idiot in a fight is probably a good call because that makes people scared of you. Like, this person's crazy enough to dress like that. And he's still alive. Crazy wins fights over everything else. What have I always said? Fight naked. If you rock up to a fight naked, the other guy's gonna be like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I didn't sign up for this shit. Got your stuff flanging around, whacking all over the place. Especially if you're erect. That's something He's else. already oh. enjoying it way too much. <laughs> and you got the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Which you can't blame the horses for that because the horses weren't bad. They were just being ridden by bad people. But you assume the horses are kind of evil themselves. Well, yeah, they're involved. Guilty by association. And they had the headless horsemen. Oh, yeah, once again, not the horse's fault. Everyone's got to work, right? Do you reckon they talk to the horse? Like, you know, the guy's evil and he's taking people down. Hey, look, it's a job, man. Everyone's got to eat hay. I need a stable. You're going to give me a stable? I didn't think so. I'm hanging out with the headless horsemen. What about the mayors of Demos who are the man-eating mayors? Female they- horses who eat men. Go feminism. Never heard of it before in my life. Sounds awesome. Yes, let's. Okay, so it looks like thing. the people win in the end. <laughs> so Hercules did something. Is that Hercules or Heracles? The horse that eats people. Hercules. I'm just going to say it's Hercules. Hercules fed the man-eating horse to his horse. Isn't that how you got mad cow disease? Yeah. Well, that's why they were eating people because they were already nuts to begin with. He's only making the problem worse. Stupid Hercules. <laughs> hyenas. Always laughing. I've always wanted a pet hyena just to have the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> As a comedian, I really enjoy that. <laughs> Every joke you say, it laughs. Exactly. And like a stupid laugh that's awesome. Like of all the animals, that's the best laugh. They really get it. Apparently the supervillain, the Joker, has two pet hyenas. Blood and Lou. Yeah, that was in the animated series. Well, yeah, you really think they're going to get hyenas on the set? All right, in this one, mm. the hyenas are going to sit at you. No, stop eating him! So oh. hyenas, they are perfect comedy audience members. Absolutely. The rest of the audience may have a problem. Hyenas you always think of as villains, and they're not even the main villains. They're always sidekicks. Lion King is totally underwritten hyena forever. In the African plains, they'll kill a lot of things. As a big group, they get together, and then they eat until the lion comes along, and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. All right. <laughs> Calm down. All right, we're going. We're going. <laughs> all right, kangaroos and wallabies. Would you box a kangaroo? You see people who box kangaroos, but the person's holding the tail of the kangaroo, and that's disgusting. I would never fight a kangaroo because if you just let a kangaroo actually fight, they'll kill you. They'll sit on their tail, use their hands to grab your head like a Thai boxer, pull it down, and then with both their gigantic muscular feet, smash through your skull, <laughs> and you will die. I would love to see kangaroos fighting people if they were just allowed to fight themselves. So you'll take the giraffe, but not the kangaroo. Absolutely. Kangaroo's wily, man. Would you climb in one's pouch so you could get around? <laughs> it's not like in the cartoons, dude. It's <laughs> No, for all our foreign listeners, it is exactly like the cartoons. There's a little apartment in there. It's actually nice and comfortable. It's how most people in Australia get around. It's true. That is, yeah, a mode of transport. You may have mm. seen the signs. Yeah, they're easily trainable and they're just everywhere. Like on any street corner. It's like finding a taxi in New York. You just see a kangaroo. Like, we have signs which say kangaroo crossing, but that's like at every crossing of streets. Because 
just rolling kangaroos. And you basically just hold a carrot out in front of it and it follows the carrot and you can steer it. It's really cool and convenient. Completely 100% true. Very snug. Great for winter. <laughs> what about koalas? Well, they're cute and cuddly. Doesn't have one on here, which is one that has come up quite a lot recently. All koalas have syphilis. There's not a lot of them and they're all STD ridden. They became less cuddly after that. Yeah, we stopped cuddling them that closely, didn't we? If you see like a really cute girl and you're like, she's really attractive. And then I come up to you and go, she's got chlamydia. Less cute and cuddly now, isn't she? A little bit. <laughs> it's like art galleries. You can look, but don't touch. <laughs> and also in my head, I'd start seeing things crawling on her. <laughs> and what about drop bears? The vicious koala. Fortunately, when you're in a kangaroo's pouch, the kangaroo will protect you from the drop bear. But other than that, they'll just drop on you and rip you to shit. There is actually a really good method for stopping the drop bears, which is you get a fork and you stick it to your hat. If you can get like forks going all around your hat, because then it can't drop on you. That's true. That's very true. That's so, why yeah. you see people with four hats. So anyone, yeah, if you come out to Australia, make sure when you're walking around, you have a hat that's just got forks all mm. lined around it. It's your best defense. It's called forking. Yeah. Just say, I want to go out to the bush trails today. Think about doing a little forking. Can you help me fork? And people will always help you. See, a lot of the locals don't because we sort of know the signs. I mean, we really should, but well, you know we sort of know how to avoid it. With foreigners, you've got to have your protection. They can smell foreigner. It's true. Lemmings. The suicidal. Do you ever play the video game Lemmings? Hell yeah. That was an awesome game and they've never really made anything like it since. I like that the Lemmings look nothing like Lemmings. Yeah, they were just like people with green hair and Bangy blue onesies clothes. or something. Yeah, they were more like um, Thing 1 and Thing 2 out of Dr. Zeus. They were. Whereas Lemmings are more like rats. <laughs> <laughs> I actually showed Shannon the game Lemmings. But she'd never seen it before. Never seen it before. Whoa. I'm like, oh, you've got to watch this. And so I played a few with her and the part that really bothered her is you can't save all of them. <laughs> there are some that get sacrificed because all the ones that stop to block the others, they have to die. at the end, you have to destroy them all. Once she has got all of them out and I'm like, now you click the destruct button to kill those. She's like, well, but, but can I save them? I'm like, no, no, they're dead. You can never save all the lemmings. <laughs> In every level, there will be lemmings that die. It's a stressful game though when you're over dealing with something and then all of a sudden you hear lemmings screaming followed by a splat sound and you're Ooh. quickly rushing along the map to go, where's the splat coming from? What's going on? I need a stopper, quick. Too late, they're already dead. God, I love that game. But wasn't the suicidal thing with them all following each other off a cliff? Because I think the thing is not that they're suicidal, that they just blindly follow the leader. Didn't you tell us in a previous episode, that's just all crap made up by some documentary guys? Yeah, from some Disney documentary. Some dudes just chuck lemmings off a cliff and went, see, they go right over. Whoosh, whoosh, grab that one. Whoosh. <laughs> Because the idea was that they would do that and they had trouble getting footage of them actually doing it. So like, eh, we'll just coax them to do it since they do it anyway. But it turns out they didn't do it anyway. <laughs> and lions. I think we've gone through this. The Lion King and the Cowardly Lion at the start. So they're brave, noble and royal. They're also some serious dicks, man. They're just Scar. And Jeremy Irons. Isn't the Cowardly Lion basically the anti-stereotype? That's why it was funny. And that's why mm -hmm. he wanted courage because he wanted to be king of the jungle or whatever lions are. So yeah, lions are usually the king in things. They're wise. Because they're the biggest dude. And when you hear about them, everything you learn is they're just really big cats. They mm. sleep all day. I mean, because if you were in charge of everything, as if you'd be up all the time, you'd sleep, wake up, push some people around, take their food, go back to sleep. That'd be the lion life. I also know you don't have to worry if you're going through the jungle, the mighty jungle, because the lion sleeps tonight. <laughs> Which that song bothers me. 
Do lions live in the jungle? No, live on the savannah. I think tigers live in a jungle. Yeah, tigers, not bears, oh my. Tarzan and <laughs> he monkeys. He never fought a lion. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yet he was king of the jungle, but lions... I thought he was king of the apes. He can be both. If you're king of one, you'd... I know, it was Tarzan the ape then, wasn't it? No, he was king of the jungle. <laughs> and he could talk to monkeys. That's part of how he did it. And llamas. And they spit. That's all it says It's here. camels. Yeah. We went through this before with camels where they said they're pretty much llamas. So llamas and camels are exactly the same creature stereotypically. Yeah, and Chuck Alpaca's in there too. Oh yeah, you can't tell the difference between a llama and alpaca. One's fatter. So if a llama lets itself go, it becomes an alpaca. I'm pretty sure that's science. Mice. Mice. They're quiet. They scare elephants. Villainous mouse or the heroic mouse. Stuart Little or... Uh... <laughs> You're having trouble finding heroic mouse. You got Mighty Mouse. You got hey! Mickey Mouse. Mighty Mouse is awesome. Jerry from Tom and Jerry. I was looking through the villain ones and there's just itchy essentially I don't know who these other people are oh brain oh yeah pinky and the brain same thing we do every night pinky try to take over the world the pinky and the brain the pinky pinky and the brain one is a genius the other's insane to prove their mousy worth They'll overthrow the earth. They're pinky, they're pinky, and the brain, 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 brain. And this begins the episode of Pinky and the Brain that we were going to show now. (laughs) (laughs) The next time you'll be hearing that is in a courtroom when we're being sued. (laughs) Sued. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Pinky? I think so, Brain. But where will we find an open tattoo parlor at this time of night? That's a pretty good Pinky. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Moles. Well, we already know about that. That's ugly bitches. (laughs) And also that they're blind nearsighted that's kind of like a bat as well but they can't fly and they're not creepy they're more like sleepy anything that lives in the dark we assume can't see because they don't need to well yeah you go into their world they're like hey you're blind well yeah i can't see there's no light i can see just fine i'm a mole also that moles are spies or imposters because that's what they call a spy that plants themselves in mole because they burrow in a moose Slow-witted, which is Rocky and Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle specifically. I'd also say that moose is very Canadian. Well, that's where they are, aren't they? I also told people can be referred to as a moose. Archie Comics, the big fat guy was moose. So if you're a big dude, you can be moose. Then you've got opossums. Which that's a possum, but an American possum, which is just scary, gross things. Yeah, when I heard that like Americans were scared of possums, I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Possums are cute and harmless. And then I saw what they mean. If you see an Australian possum, they're adorable. I mean, you still don't want to pat them. They'll still might go you, but- We're fine with them going over our roofs, living in our trees. We see a possum go across our fence and we're like, oh, that's cool. You see an opossum go over your fence, you're like, we're moving. That's just a rat that grew too big. They're more like bandicoots, I reckon. So yeah, what do they say? Oh, because they play dead. Because they're just waiting for you to get close enough so they can tear your face off. Yeah, it says they're often thought to be a huge rat (laughs) while it is unrelated to the species. I'm calling bullshit on that. They're they're actually marsupials. Nah, bullshit. No, they're giant rats. (laughs) They're giant rats with pouches. The end. (laughs) When we're doing this page, we're not interested in any facts about animals <laughs> it is just the stereotypes about them look you can do all the science you want when I look at an opossum I say that's a big fucking rat I'm looking at right now end of story otters we talked about this before they're clever and playful yeah they have lots of fun they're cool pandas we already talked about pandas they're cute, prudes cute and cuddly yeah they are cute and cuddly they're more a tease I'd imagine well it's kind like- of the same as a teddy bear it gets lumped into yeah, the bears all, ba- all bears are cute and cuddly because of the great marketing but pandas they don't actually eat people they eat bamboo and specific kind of bamboo they're very fussy eaters very fussy fornicators. Like, imagine a chubby, cute girl who's like a big tease. She's got a bit of weight on her, but you know, she's kind of semi-Asian. Kind of nice. Very good looking girl. And she's like, nah, not tonight. Not you. Well, I thought you'd totally be within my bracket because, I mean, you know, you're no prize. You're cute, but you're a little, you know, tubby. Yeah, but I wouldn't do you. What if we put on some porn? <laughs> How about some panda porn, huh? Yeah. Hey, little black, white, and white. 
I don't know if it matters with the pandas, but with the porn, were the pandas at least attractive in the porn? And did someone figure that out? How do you tell a panda's tastes? Because surely there's got to be good looking pandas and not good looking pandas. And maybe this pandas into something a bit kinky. Yeah, maybe you like, need to put it in a skirt or something like that or put weird makeup on it. Or is it like they need extreme close-ups of certain positions? Yeah. Or is it more like softcore where they don't actually like to see penetration? They just want to see the face of it, like cut to one panda, like panting, like, huh, huh. The other one like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then cuts to the end where they're like smoking cigarettes, lying in bed with the sheet over them. Well, maybe the panda's gay. That's just the other possibility. A big gay man is called a bear. If they were Asian, they might be a panda bear. I think that is actually a thing. I bet it is. I just thought of that then, but I bet there's a website mm. <laughs> called Panda Bears and it's just that. Yeah, because I know polar bear is an older bear because they've gone grey. Ah! An old fat guy. That's clever. Yeah. Because they take the time to think of this. Oh yeah, gay people have like all these nicknames for every type of gay. Yep. They delight in creating new ones. No, oh, pigs. <laughs> Not the gay people. We're talking about pigs now. Huh? Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, okay. they're obnoxious, filthy, greedy, and ugly. The pig. All right, but enough about that. Pigs. pigs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we all know, yeah, pigs, they're filthy and they eat a lot. I was born in year of the pig. Were you? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Actually, Chinese that doesn't year. surprise me as much as you think. The funny thing is, when I found out about that, I always thought I was Year of the Rat, but they got that lunar calendar thing. So I just slip into the pigs, and I got told this by a Chinese woman who was like, Oh, you're Year of the Pig! Oh, you so lucky! <laughs> Sorry about the accent, but that's literally what she sounded like. I'm not being racist. She just learned English. And she explained to me that the Year of the Pig is the best year. Like, they're all good for whatever reasons, but the pig, that's you, you're Tiger. I'm Tiger. I was waiting for you to just talk about how awesome a pig is and then just go, Fuck it, dude, I'm a Tiger. But Tiger, that sounds cool. And when I heard I was Year of the Pig. I was kind of disgusted, but they were like, no, 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 it's Chinese. You're the pig. So I've been coming up to like Asian girls like, huh? I'm a bit of a pig. And they're like, yeah, you are. Piss off. <laughs> yeah, pig can be referred to as a gross man as well. Like if you're a douchebag, you're a total pig. Yeah, chauvinist pig, which that's, you know, fair and apt. Always rooting around. <laughs> But a piggy bank. I oh, believe a podcast did an episode on that. Some podcast somewhere. Also ours did as well. Oh, they have Bebop from yeah. Ninja Turtles. Bebop and Rocksteady. He was a wild pig. Turned. He was a wild boar, which, yeah, a warthog. Yeah, a warthog. That's a different thing completely. <laughs> Not really. Pumba. And it points out how the similarities with pigs and Chief Wiggum of The Simpsons. <laughs> which he does have that pig nose and they do make a lot of references to essentially yeah. he's a pig. Also because cops are referred to as pigs a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pigs. So it's yep. safe to say That's all folks <laughs> uh, You could have Speech impediments And cartoons Polar bears We already covered polar bears Yeah they're just cute They're heroic Why are they heroic? Heroic Well because they're Fighting extinction And the cute polar bear Yeah Crash and also you Bandicoot would... Oh there's a... Uh, there's a polar bear In there that you can ride Oh that's it's cool It's on certain levels Polar bear is also Kind of scary Because if you're out In snow And it's just Flat snow everywhere That polar bear Has to get close Before you can actually See it Because I bet it Blends in with the snow mm. is super awesome. If it's snowing, then everything is moving and there's white everywhere. All you see is this little nose. And you're like, what is that? Is that a hole? Is that like a, a sparrow? Oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbits and hares, often confused, but essentially the same. Thanks to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no one wants to kill them anymore. Horny rabbit. That's what we know. Yeah, they fuck like rabbits. There's also, if you own any garden tools, like a lawnmower or something, the fastest speed is rabbit speed. That's true. On your, If you're on a motorboat, it has a tortoise 
and a rabbit. If you're on a motorboat, tortoise probably works better in the water. You would think so. Like if you had a swimming race between a tortoise Mm. and a hare, that's pretty much what it comes down to, the tortoise and the hare story. Although the rabbit goes faster, if you stick on tortoise, you'll get there first. (laughs) (laughs) Slow and steady wins the race. There's a whole lot of rabbits, but they're all just, yeah, hyperactive. Playboy bunnies. So they're kind of sexy. They should be up there with cats, which I still (laughs) don't think that's okay for humans to decide which animals we find sexually attractive. That's a problem. Someone should look into that. And also when I was a kid, I had a fuck ton of Benjamin Bunny stuff. I had Beatrix Potter stuff, which is yeah, rabbits. Yeah, person. Well, she made Benjamin Bunny. Did she? Yeah, because Benjamin Bunny and Peter Rabbit are in the same thing. Benjamin Bunny's kind of like an off one, but I got that for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. I, I just put that together now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh, wait, your name's Benjamin. Did your parents know that? <laughs> that was, they must have been like, wow, that worked out well. <laughs> See, I think it's because you've heard Benjamin because you don't usually hear yeah. me referred to as Benjamin. It's always just Ben. Some people are just called Ben. They're not called Benjamin. I've never heard you say Benjamin until right now. You're just like, well, maybe his name's just Ben. <laughs> if you call me Benjamin, you'll get a very defensive answer because the only time I ever hear it is when I'm in trouble. <laughs> Do you have a middle name? So when you hear, I'm not going to ask you to say it out loud because we all know how. Mine's Ian. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> that mine's John. So when you hear Benjamin John Craw, you shit, what did I yeah. do? <laughs> yeah, the answer to that is always, what? <laughs> I didn't do it, I swear. <laughs> Extremely defensive. It's just saying, do you want dessert now? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bitch! Yes, I would, Garth Ian Remington. What? Just threw crap across the room. <laughs> okay, and there's also scared rabbits, because rabbits do get scared. In fact, they can die of fear. There's so like- can guinea pigs. Let's lump guinea pigs in very quickly, just so we can get through this even faster. Exactly. Guinea pigs. They don't move. They don't do much. Okay, raccoons. Ah, nature's bandit. <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard. Because they got a little mask. Well, they, they do so yeah, have that little domino mask or yeah, something. trash pandas, also referred to. <laughs> I'd hang out with a raccoon. They seem like a party animal. And you got rocket raccoon in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy movie. Yeah, he's cool. So then you got like he's got raccoons are being known for having attitude. I think yeah, raccoons are known for having attitude. Well, it doesn't matter what you do in America. Like, you know, people put rocks on their bins. They don't give a shit. They'll knock it over. They're clever enough, bad enough. They'll just sneak in and steal your stuff. They don't care. They're hardcore, man. I like raccoons. They can party. Rats, commonly known as the most wonderful animal on the planet. Cuddly. They're uh, like a small opossum. <laughs> yeah, it's just a... It's like an opossum that might wind up in a shoe. Like, rats are even... They're disgusting. I believe they're responsible for killing a lot of people. Yeah, pretty much any species you hear that got extinct because of humans, it was really because of rats. Because humans bought rats. And it wasn't really the rats, it was the fleas on the rats, but potato, potato, rat, tomato. Rats took down a third of Europe. And then some. And they always know when a ship's sinking somehow. But what the fuck can they do about it? I guess they swim. Because they're in the middle of the ocean, go, if I just keep swimming, I just keep swimming. I don't know, they're rats. You think they'll survive, but it's just because there's so many of them. You'll rock up and go, hey, there's still rats. What about a rhinoceros? Aggressive and vicious. Villainous. Like they're yeah, villainous, I guess. This, yeah. But they are vicious too. They're also the firefighters of the jungle. If they yeah, see a they fire, put it out. they'll put it out. I don't know if that's true or not, but I saw it in The Gods Must Be Crazy, so I assume everything in that... Yeah, that's true. 100%. Gods I think God Must Be Crazy is a credible reference. It is, isn't it? It wasn't the second one, was it? Is that the one with the plane? They both sort of start similar. Did it have Alec Baldwin? No, not Alec Baldwin. Tom Selleck. Was he in one of them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Point is, Rhino's... Uh, yeah, I always see them as having a little fireman's helmet on their 
your horn or something. They also yeah, get you horny, apparently, if you eat that. Ah, uh, yeah, that's why they're going extinct, because people want the rhino horn. Yeah, because Asians need hard-ons. There's like two billion of you. It's all right, guys. You can take a break. Ah, uh, and they also say Rocksteady, which is the other half of Bebop Bob from Rocksteady. From Ninja Turtles. And also, they apparently are important in Magic the Gathering with the Rhinox race. That's the card game, right? I assume so. Everything I would say about that would just be a guess. <laughs> the only thing I know about Magic the Gathering is they have the Rhinox race. Because you just read that right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's in front of us is our combined knowledge of Magic the Gathering. And also there were guards in Disney's Robin Hood, which I like oh, that yeah. movie. That was good. Yeah, that's... Alright, then we got seals. Comical and playful seals. But that's just because we put them in circuses and make them balance balls on their noses. Yeah, they love the ball thing. And don't tell me they don't. It's true. But if you listen to like a previous episode of this podcast, probably even two previous episodes, you can hear about how they love to fuck penguins and then bite their heads off. But that's because they haven't found a purpose, like a circus. That's if you gave them a ball, then they wouldn't fuck the penguins. If they're going to take all the animals out of the circus, would they be like, if you release seals, they're just going to rape penguins. So you can still have seals. Seals are okay. Yeah. Keep them. They're all right. This is kind of to the penguins if you just keep the seals in the circus. You just got to get people who protest and, you know, look after penguins to fight to keep seals in the circus. Then you got sheep, which I'm pretty sure you know absolutely nothing about. Because <laughs> weren't you saying before the podcast, like anyone who likes sheep or is into sheep is a complete idiot and so are all their children? You leave my mother out. Okay. <laughs> I will fight you over this. <laughs> now, I was raised on a farm with sheep. Every time I talk to my mum, yeah, you did overhear me. My mum called me just before this and, hey, Garth, how are you? Oh, we just had some lambs. <laughs> <laughs> my phone doesn't get photos sent through messages because through some miracle of technology, I didn't get that function. And my mum always calls me up and goes, did you get the photo? What photo? Oh, it's so cute. There's this new lamb we got. And I go, oh, dodged a bullet there. I'm so glad that I don't have to comment on these things. So your family doesn't have a chicken farm anymore at all, do they? It's, oh, just it's gone still to there. Lamb. It just has no chickens on it. They're retired. Yeah, I'm positive for a bare minimum for it to be a chicken farm. You need chickens. It's set up to be a chicken farm. It could be a chicken farm tomorrow if you put chickens on it. You can't say it's any other kind of farm, but there's still sheep on there. Sheep would be more interesting than chickens. I can see why your mum wanted to make the change. That's just her hobby. We don't have like a big flock of sheep. That's what she does for fun. Sheep. Chickens, that's all business. Chickens aren't fun. Yeah, they're totally serious. There's no jokes ever about chickens. Sheep. That's where it's (laughs) playtime. I mean, sheep are cool. I mean, little lambs are very cute. And they're delicious. (laughs) They're kind of similar to dogs in a way. When they're little, they sort of follow you around like a dog. If you bring them up as like a pet because Mm. their mother died or something, they will follow you around and they become quite annoying because they basically think they're people. Yeah, because they're gullible. (laughs) They're the gullible sheep. There it is. And then they have the sacrificial lamb. Never works out good for him, but apparently God is pleased. Oh, absolutely. Lamb cutlass. That's his thing. God loves lamb. Absolutely. That's how you get in his favor. He's like, man, I was going to give you a plague, but oh, those chops, man. And they don't mention my favorite. Favorite stereotype: sheeple. <laughs> Which I guess that comes from the gullible one. Yeah. Oh, then there you go, sheeple. Hey, it says it. And sheepish are derived from this image. Yeah, they don't know the truth, man. Yeah, man, they, they don't get it, man. If you want to know the truth, listen to our David Ike episode. Yeah. That's us laughing at the truth. Because <laughs> we're sheeple. Oh. Sheeple for life, y'all. And then the black sheep, which some sheep are black. They're black wooled. Because, you know, you've got blonde, I've got black hair. I'd be a black sheep, technically. And they remove Baba black sheep from 
schools. Now it's Baba rainbow sheep. Because the Baba black sheep was racist. And there were some gay people complaining that that might be homophobic. Oh, Jesus. We're asking for its wool. We want to employ the gay sheep. You're like, it's a fucking sheep. Get over it. You're not talking about people. Stop putting it on it. And it's just its hair. If anyone should be annoyed at the rainbow sheep, it's clowns. A black sheep actually kind of treasured because they've got to be rare, right? No, they're not rare. It's one of those recessive gene things. So like every flock will generally have one black one in there. It's very hard to get rid of that gene. Would the black wool get more than... No, it's not as useful as you think because you can dye wool black. But back in the day, yeah, that was pretty treasured because, you know, that saves you on dying. Simians, which are just monkeys, I yeah, guess. Yeah, monkeys. They're which... mischievous and they throw poo. They're awesome. I love monkeys. Whenever you see a monkey or an ape in something, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> curious, George. He was mischievous. But he was just <laughs> curious. They're also the closest thing to us. Like, That's they right. sort of look people-ish. If you were to pick the animals, they're the most people-ish looking. Well, if you believe in evolution, which I do, <laughs> I gotta put that in there. Uh, um, no, you're an idiot, dude. The world was invented 6,000 years ago when God went click. Well, no, he took six days to do it. Atheists have this stupid belief that all in one go, just now everything exists out of nothing. <laughs> At least Christians knew it took like seven days to build stuff. And you know, there was a dude there to do it. <laughs> just makes sense if you think about it. It makes way more sense. How are you going to build something if you've got no one to build it? Yeah, and then there was a snake and an apple for some reason. Because, you know, snakes and apples hang out together, right? Was the snake the devil? I don't think it was. I think it was just a snake. Well, not yet. They didn't need a devil yet, did they? I, I don't know, but he tried to warn us. No, yeah. he tried to... I don't know, he was talking is the point, which they lost that ability to talk. And that's how the world came to be. And that's Wiki Review's official <laughs> stance. Science can't explain my stupid story. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe in the Viking gods. That sounds like it makes more sense than any of the others. And I'd love Valhalla, as long as I got to go there and it's not a slave. Simeons, they're just awesome. <laughs> or brutish or monstrous, like, you know, King Kong. Oh, they'll rip your face off. The first thing an orangutan or uh, any kind of ape will do is bite your hands and face. They eat faces. That kind of scares me, having a creature that lives on faces. That's the one part that I really can't live without. Everything else is a possible compromise. Kind of need my face. Yeah, my battle cry is not the face. <laughs> not the face! Not the face! <laughs> uh, it's not even that I think I'm good looking. It just hurts. You're right there. I have to see it. You're uh, biting my leg. I can turn away. <laughs> I've never had my nose broken and it sounds like it'd be the most horrible thing ever. All right. Skunks. They stink. Sloths. Yes. They're lazy. Sorry. Um, I, I so just stinky. <laughs> no, it's stinky and lazy. That's pretty good. Yeah, sloths are pretty lazy, but that's also the creature that most people fantasize about being. It's like if someone says, would you like to be a sloth? It's always an instant yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, they move so slowly. And wouldn't it be good to just move at this speed all your life? Never having a rush, man. Mm. Just chilling. They have moss that grows on them. That's right. That's how slow they move. You know how they say a rolling <clears throat> stone gathers no moss? Sloth, man. And it is a deadly sin. Sleeping is literally called sloth. I just want to quickly see this. How long does sloth sleep? About 15 to 18 hours a day. Which is actually less than what a lion sleeps. But lions get a lot of shit done. But there's also a song about how lions sleep. Like, isn't the male lion like a pimp? He sends all the female lions out to do stuff. They say these things, but then I've seen a lot of documentaries where it's wrong. I think in a Oh, uh, yeah, we'd pack, hate to bring out a stereotype in this episode. I know, we don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah, the women do the hunting, and then the guy who has a big beard and a big afro sort of comes up and goes, Good work, ladies. Pats him on the butt. Now you run along. Shake your tail on home, girl. I gots to eat now. And then he eats their babies. Squirrels and chipmunks. Alvin and the chipmunks. Chip and Dale. It says that it's when you add extreme speed to make it sound like a squeaky voice. Yeah, hyperactive. I could probably do that in post. Yeah? What do you want to say as a chipmunk? Yeah. 
Hello, I'm Chipmunk Ben. I'm Chipmunk Ben. And we're Chipmunking Up. Ch-ch-ch-chip and down. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Thank God, I didn't know the, the next line to that. <laughs> uh, so they Christmas time has come. I don't know the lyrics to that. <laughs> I'm gonna unchip focus now. Okay. <laughs> I assume I've just done all that. I hope that worked out or we just sound like dicks. <laughs> and I hope you've undone me by now, not just you. Uh, you've also got Rocky the Flying Squirrel, which I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle. That was good. I love it that back in those days, all cartoons and TV shows essentially did the same thing over and over every episode. These days, you couldn't get away with that. Nothing up my sleeve, presto! <laughs> hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again. Tigers. Vicious. Er, like Rawr. heroic. Powerful. <laughs> did you just copy my stupid sound effect? I think so. It's but... like I regretted saying it and then you... <laughs> You just went... No, no, this is bet. my zone, man. <laughs> and also they'd like bouncing. Well, not so much tigers, but tiggers. That's right. That's the wonderful thing about tiggers. What is it? It's a wonderful thing about tiggers. Tiggers are wonderful things. things. They're bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, bouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the wonderful thing about tiggers is that I'm the only one. And then it's like they're made out of springs. The heads are made of rubber. The bottoms are made of springs. Yeah. And then that whole... They're bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, bouncy, fun, 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 fun. The best things about tiggers is I'm the only one. Yeah, there we go. Cool. We can move on. Walruses. <laughs> they're fat and lazy and they have big teeth. Good on. Have you heard of the movie Tusk? It's a movie by Kevin Smith who okay. did like Clerks and all of that. He yeah. did like a horror movie and it's kind of like the poor man's human centipede. It's okay. where Justin Long gets abducted and some guy walruses him. What does that mean? Turns him into a human walrus. Okay. He basically gives him surgery so he's like... A walrus. I'll show you the picture. Oh, that's okay. What, that's him being walrused. Morbidlybeautiful.com for this image. Yeah, that's there's him getting surgery. surgery. There he is as a walrus. That's so like that's a really disgusting was... thing. Like I wish you didn't show me this. <laughs> you can't unsee that. So there's a movie where that happens. And then there's weasels, which, what exactly are they getting out of? Are they actually renowned for it? I don't know. I mean, I always had the theory that maybe they're getting out of weasel traps, but then doesn't that mean your trap is fucked? Yeah, then it's just a poor weasel trap. Well, clearly it's not a weasel trap if it doesn't trap weasels. <laughs> I think I'm dipping into my retired stand-up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just do the rest of my set and that's how we'll close it? Yeah, cool. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. You just do that. Wolves. Every- Cruel and evil. Oh, the big bad wolf. I'm just gonna put it out there. Wolves are awesome. They're like dogs with pride. I just realized that when we passed the fox, we missed the what does the fox say reference. Did you ever hear that song? No. What does the fox say? What does the fox say? Is that a song? Yay. He says like, wow, 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 wow. Or chow, chow, chow. Really? It's all these things. It's just noises. Because no one knows what a fox says. Well, we're almost done now. So after this, I'll put on what does the fox say? And you can see how ridiculous it is. And then I can hear how you take the shit out of it. And everyone else can just trust that you have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have been hungry like the wolf. Yes, there's Hungry Like the Wolf. Wolf is used a lot. It is a cool animal. It's a good spirit animal. If you have a spirit animal, wolf's a good choice. That's pretty good. That's pretty badass. A lone wolf. It also would make it on the top 10 list of animals that I would like to have as pets. Like, they're huge. Once again, you're walking down the street. There's a dude at the other side coming the other way with a pit bull. But you have a wolf. That dude's crossing the street. Honorable wolf. Yeah, because they go in packs. They howl at the moon. Which also brings Mm. in the werewolf thing. Werewolf's in full moon. Have you seen any good werewolf movies ever? Teen Wolf? Does that count? No, I said good. <laughs> hey, Michael J. Fox. Oh, sorry, sorry. Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> uh, I kind of liked American Werewolf in Paris. I remember when that came out and I was young. So you watch any movie at that age, it kind of holds a spot in your heart. All right. So we still have fucking a mountain of things that we didn't get into. So we failed. All right. Fair enough. I think we're pulling the plug on this episode. So as per usual, we went to do something that got sidetracked by idle chit chat. <laughs> so we... 
we did the Wikipedia page for the stereotypes of animals subsection mammals. We got mammals down. What else? They they had birds, reptiles, fish, mollusks. And then the Asian ones, which I don't really want to do Asian stereotypes. That doesn't sound right, especially for a title. Oh, wait, we missed racist jokes. Damn it. <laughs> we have to do this as a part two. We'll come back to it next time around. <laughs> Actually, we've we got to rate it. Let's do it quick. All right, out of mammals, because we can't do it out of all stereotypes. I'm going to rate this a pop goes the weasel out of a possible cowardly lion, because I liked it more than I thought I was. At first, I was like, it's cowardly lion. It's no, not what it could be. It's I, I had limited expectations. Sounds cool probably not gonna play out well but then pop man surprised me pulled out better than i thought i liked it i was very happy with this one we're like a third of the way through essentially yeah pretty much and we've run out of time guys i thought it was great that's how sidetracked i got with this uh ben what did you think all right well i'm gonna give my rating out of 33 because we probably got about 33 percent of the way through the page fair enough <laughs> and i love this page because it's essentially a list of all these awesome stereotypes and gives you a chance to think about them all. They're all funny. Makes you remember cartoons, which is basically where all those animal stereotypes True. come from. It's very rare for a stereotype to come through like a movie because you can't get an animal to do that. So I would give this an easy 29 out of 33 because I really like this page. I am actually keen to do a part two on this. I mean, not for the next episode. When we do all of the episodes for all of the pages, when we come back round, we can get on top of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, when we finish all the pages, we'll do this one again first. This is the first one we're doing again. Except for all those other ones we already said we're coming back to do. I know. I actually like this one. I'm being legitimate. Okay, (laughs) let's do that then. All right. What other housekeeping? Rate Um, our show. Rate our show. If you like this and you want to give us five stars, go on to wherever you do that to do that. If you don't want to give us five stars, then leave us the fuck alone. We didn't do anything to you. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Help us load the deck at this point. Send us anything on Facebook or in your review. If you want to review this episode specifically, tell us your favorite animal and what stereotype it was. Um, Literally anything we do is on humidor.com. It's pretty poorly put together, but it's in there. It's all there. Ah, it works enough. It works enough. It's on there, okay? I promise you. Um, what else? We've got other things happening, but I don't know when they're happening. It's, I don't have a schedule in front of me. I'm doing a lot of shows around town. Look out for my name. Cool. All right, well, that's been it. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you next time on Wiki Review. Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. (laughs) Right.